Hello, introverted entrepreneurs and leaders. I am Patience Sukumbono, and I'm here to guide you on a transformational journey. If you have ever felt the fear of stepping into your leadership potential, battling self-doubt or struggling with overthinking and the fear of being in the limelight, you are definitely in the right place. Together, we'll explore your unique strengths, help you create a presence in the marketplace and build profitable, impactful businesses. We'll navigate the pathway to leadership, wealth, freedom and confidence. Join me as we embrace the power of introversion, develop unwavering confidence and transform your quiet strength into powerful impact. It's time for introverted women to rise and it starts right here. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Quietly Confident Introvert, your go-to show for empowering introverted female entrepreneurs and women in business and leadership. Thank you for tuning in and joining me on an incredible journey of empowerment to make a difference in the world. And today we are on another episode, episode three, and I would like to talk about introvert strengths, my favorite, favorite topic. You know, I think that sometimes when I talk about introverts or introversion, I kind of feel like, although we shy away from the spotlight, it does put a spotlight on you, isn't it? People are saying, what's so special about introverts? Um, why is it that extroverts are not shouting just as much as introverts? And uh, that in itself is something that I find sometimes a bit challenging, I will have to say. However, you know, it's important to recognize that introverts don't always celebrate who they are and celebrate their strengths. So I thought that it was very important for me to make this one of my first key topics for this uh, particular podcast that I've started and I'm excited about. And I'm looking forward to contributing to the journey of many introverted women who are able to then step out to fulfill long-held ambitions, step into their full potential and create that presence in the marketplace that they desire, as well as step up to impact and influence those around them, including whether in the workplace or in the business place, leading to profiting from their gifts and their talents. So that's what I really want to do throughout my journey on this podcast. And like I said, today we're talking about introvert strengths. So in my younger years, in my 30s, I wouldn't say that I focused on strengths. I focused a lot more on weaknesses. I really did. I thought more about my weaknesses and thought more about the things that I couldn't do rather than the things that I could, could do. I was more really fixated on fixing myself constantly. You know, how can I be better so that I can be accepted and approved by others and belong? So, and I think that many introverts can relate to this. This, as I said in the first episode, when I talked about authenticity and vulnerability, meant that many times I tried to be who I wasn't and I would walk around with a mask, which I'm glad to say is off and I'm 
living as the real me and who I am, I keep it real, as I love to say. And a lot of this, a lot of the focus on weakness really led to a lot of negative self-talk. So today, my focus is on what are the positives about being an introvert? How has introversion helped me? A lot of times I tell people in a lot of my own interviews, when I get interviewed in podcasts and in different places, I would say introversion gives me purpose. And truly, I believe that my unique gifts, my unique talents, my unique way of seeing the world, my unique way of being can make such a huge difference to other people. And I know that it's a journey for most people. So my desire today is to help you go on that journey if you haven't been. And if you're already on that journey, perhaps some of the things I'll be talking about will help you even more continue on that progress journey to really talk about and live through your strengths. So the reason why it's important to focus on your strengths is because it's so easy to feel low self-esteem and have a lot of self-doubt. When you see others shouting about what they can do, shouting about themselves in a way that to a certain extent for introverts sometimes can feel really exaggerated. You know, the marketing world, the social media world is such that a lot of people exaggerate a lot of things about who they are, what they can achieve and what they have achieved. And uh, really, it then boils down to likability and popularity as a result of the noise, as a result of the, the, the things that, you know, people say about themselves. And introverts really don't do this enough or don't feel comfortable. It's not a place of comfort for introverts to step out and to shout about themselves. What I find is that you've got to find what works for you. You've got to find a way that is aligned. The way that you do this, I would want to share a couple of tips around it and my own journey of how I did it. So the first point I want to make, number one, is that you know your strengths. If you know your strengths, you can be able to talk more about what you're great at, your brilliance, what you're good at. But if you don't know them, if you don't research for yourself, I know, research yourself, right? (laughs) So when I work with my clients, the first thing we do on the journey, especially my VIP clients, is we research about you. We look at the places you've been, your experience, a whole load of information that It takes a while for many of my clients to be comfortable talking about it in such a, uh, you know, a big way to celebrate themselves. But I get them to talk about it and I want them to know about it. I want them to acknowledge it. And so that if they acknowledge it, that's the first step. Because if you cannot acknowledge your own strengths, who else is going to acknowledge it? So the first thing is know your strengths. Find out what makes you tick. Find out what makes you unique. Find out how you make a difference in the world. But once you know your strengths, it's like saying, oh, I'm, I found out that I'm really talented at singing. But then if you never sing, what's going to happen? Nobody's going to know, are they? So the next step, in working on your introvert strengths is to grow your strengths. Focus on growth from a place of strengths. A lot of times we we don't recognize that when you have a strength, 
that's your area of focus. That's where you need to put your energy. That's where you need to carry on doing a lot of work so that you can showcase. You can, as they say, put your best foot forward. You want to put your best foot forward so that people can, you know, appreciate that from the get-go, you know, upfront. How do you do this? You grow your strengths through coaching, through mentoring, through training, and a very simple one that you can do as a routine on a daily basis is positive self-talk. Developing that I am, I can, I will statements for yourself, and what I call developing the muscles for it. You know, when we talk about growing yourself, if you think about it, the more it's, it's like developing muscles to be able to lift big things in life. And as introverts, obviously, your strength is given to you um, from the time you were created as a human being so that you can navigate the world and thrive as a result of that. So if you think about going to the gym, why do people go to the gym? They want to build strength. Of course, they want to lose weight. So if you're carrying a heavy weight of negative self-talk, of the of the trauma that you've have experienced from perhaps people trying to change you for <laughs> and not acknowledging that the strengths that you have are relevant and they are valid, and you're trying to overcome that, you know, you have to lose the weight. You have to lose the weight of, of people's opinion. You have to lose the weight of people's judgment. You have to lose the weight of your own self-talk. But once you've lost the weight, you need to develop the capability and agility to be more, do more, and have more. Therefore, growth now involves developing and lifting those growth muscles through positive self-talk, through affirmations. That's one way that you can do it. So like I always share with a lot of my clients, a lot of audiences, it's the reason why I created my Win Your Day uh, journal, which is also a self-coaching tool. I created that because it helps you to capture the way that you can have positive self-talk. You can self-coach yourself to develop the muscles of positive self-talk. The I can, the I am, the I will voice that you need to have and confessions and proclamations and affirmations that you need to have about yourself. They are all contained within the journal and how you can self-coach yourself for success. You want to be able to embody what you say are your strengths. So number three, in terms of introvert strengths and how you can develop your introvert strengths is really showcasing your strengths. There is no point to light if it does not light up a room, right? Let's just let's just be honest. There is no point to light. You don't switch on the light to say, oh, well, hopefully you can't see me, <laughs> right? You don't switch on the light to say, hopefully you can't see. No, you switch on the light because you need to see. In the same way, you shine the light on your strength, you showcase your strength because you want to be seen, you want to create that presence, and you want to position yourself in places where you want to have an impact, in places where you want to gain a reward from using your strengths. And how do you do that? One of the ways you do that on social media is by developing top leadership. Whether it's social media, whether it's in the workplace, be known for something. Recently, I went out. I went out for a, a, a session of of uh, 
training, networking, conferencing. And one of the quotes that one of the speakers said, he said, don't try to be an, uh, an expert, be the expert. What does that mean? That means that stage two that I talked about, which is growing your strengths, you have to grow your strengths to become the expert. And once you've done that, then you don't hide that light under any any form of disguise of I'm introverted, I cannot go out and talk. You go out there and you shine that light for people to see. You find a stage and a space and an opportunity where you can showcase that. Of course, in the workplace, it can be difficult in meetings to be able to talk but if you have if you're constantly growing your strength and growing your thought leadership you will always be prepared with something to say trust me on that one so you're not trying to contribute what everybody else is contributing you are the expert in this topic so when you get in the room during the meetings you will not be tongue-tied because you embody that expertise. So you come in with the ability to deliver that expertise and to make a difference. But what if it's not in the topic that you know a lot about? If it's important that you showcase yourself in terms of somebody that is a thinker in different ways and can be a contributor to a conversation, then you do exactly that. Because guess what? All most introverts, because we are wired to be uh, more internal than external, we tend to think very deeply about things and have deep conversations. And we're very, we use our powers, our superpowers of introspection. It means that on the whole, in majority of cases, we can contribute very importantly to conversations. When you go in with that mindset, when you have that positive self-talk, then you are able to showcase what you can do. The other way to actually understand how you can grow yourself and then showcase what you can do is whenever you deliver what you what you deliver, always seek feedback, good or bad. They say feedback is the food for champions. And for me, I find that this is true in my life. When I go out and do something, in the past, I'll let, let emotions hold me back. Like, oh, I'm going to feel bad. Uh, this is a rejection. I'm really nursing the hurt and my ego is bruised. So I'm not going to ask. But don't ask. You never know. Ask and you might be surprised. Pleasantly surprised for that matter. Because recently I went out and I sought to do a certain piece of work. And which would have lasted a long time which I knew that I was able to deliver for this organization. However, <laughs> when the results came, they said, no, thank you. Uh, we cannot take this forward now. So I went all out and said, well, I understand that. That's fine. I would love some feedback to understand why you're not able to work together with me. And I was pleasantly surprised that all of the feedback was actually very positive. And what it showed in the conversation was that even though it was not now, there was a future opportunity on the table to still work with this organization. So that gave me one, yes, understanding that it wasn't so much what I didn't do, but the fact that they had some things that they needed to address within their own processes. And hence, 
it wasn't the right time to bring me in to do that work. If I had sat on it and not requested feedback, I would have assumed that it was all about my performance, but it was beyond my performance. It was more about what they really wanted, how they wanted to progress this opportunity for the future. So I would say that one of the ways that as an introvert, you can keep developing your strengths is to ask for feedback. The other number four that I believe that is vital above all the others, once you've done the growing, once you've done the knowing, once you've done the showcasing, don't drop the ball. So what do you do? Number four is you devise a strategy. Devise a way that you can publicly celebrate yourself, celebrate your strengths, acknowledge it. Because you are someone who, as an introvert, you are constantly in your head and in your mind. Within that space, <laughs> negative self-talk can be very prevalent. It's, it takes a lot of work. What you want to do, what I used to say to my clients uh, and, uh, and the audience pre, uh, in the past, is talk to your inner critic. Train your inner critic so that she or he, whichever voice <laughs> comes up in your head, becomes your inner sage, becomes that person that is your inner cheerleader. And it's really possible. The moment you begin to, rather than negotiate with the negative self-talk, you give it this positive affirmation. You give it positive evidence of your capabilities and your strengths. That internal wiring begins to see that you are capable of doing so many things. And so sometimes I find for myself, I'm even quite pleasantly surprised when I want to give up on something and I'll hear that internal voice saying, you can't give up now. This is going, this is easy for you. You can do this. And I'm thinking, really, is that me telling myself this or is, is that, who is that? Who is that? Uh, and it's all because I have come to, I've come to that space where I've developed myself. How do you know that you have done this? you are able to get up much quicker when you fall. You're able to brush aside negative things that happen and move on, make progress. Like uh, my one of my mentors would say, you are learning to fail forward rather than just fail and fall down flat on your back. You are getting up and failing forward, learning and making adjustments as you go along. So you need to devise ways and strategies that allow you to keep your eye on your strengths. It doesn't mean that you neglect your weaknesses. I was thinking about the song by Whitney Houston where she where she sang, I didn't know my own strengths. And I thought to myself, actually, what you, what you should have known was your own limits and your own weaknesses. It's so important that we understand our limits and we understand those weaknesses not to focus on them, but to know that they can serve as barriers and tripwires. But more importantly, when you know your weaknesses, when you can allow the strategy that you do for your strengths to also address your weaknesses, you are looking at both sides of the equation. You're not just focusing on being strong all the time. You're asking yourself, how, can, how will I trip myself? How will I self-sabotage? And keeping that as a focus point of something that you want to avoid. As somebody who did audit, 
the way that we look at risk is that risk is something that stops you from achieving your objective. And risk management is about putting controls in place to mitigate against the materialization of those risks so that you can go ahead and do what you really want to do without worrying about, you know, things going wrong. So if you have already done the work as part of your devising your strategy to know where things can go wrong, that means you put some mechanisms in place to address them. So when we talk about risk, we would say things like, okay, you need to do uh, four things. You need to either treat it, you, you accept that you want to tolerate it, you accept that you want to transfer it to somebody else. So that is where, as a business person, delegation comes in. As a manager, delegation also comes in. Take, for example, if you're a manager who is more bigger picture, but you have strength to motivate people to move towards the vision, and your strength is not in the detail. But what do you do? You make sure that you have strong team members, strong team leaders who are more detail-oriented. What then happens is what you have done is you have transferred some of the risk and you are tolerating as well, having a threshold of tolerance there, but also you have transferred some of that risk because you're giving it to somebody who is very detail-oriented, who enjoys sitting with the detail, for whom that's their area of strength. You'll find that more and more you're able to do more, especially if you are someone who has also developed leaders around you. That leader that has the ability to focus on detail is able to mitigate any risk that comes from you wanting to do your work or missing out because you're focused more on the bigger picture. The other one is actually you completely, you can decide that you want to obviously transfer it. You want to eliminate it completely by not doing the things that are within the area of your weakness, right? So if they are in the area of your weakness, you can choose to avoid them completely and go ahead and only focus on the areas where you know that you're strong. So you have to devise a strategy. One of my strategies is to remember that each week I need to record in terms of publicly, not privately, because privately you can say yay and nobody cares, right? So you want to say woohoo and uh, say it out loud because that's one way that your inner critic will hear it and really come to accept it. The other thing is you are stretching what is comfortable for you and positioning yourself using the right strategies within the marketplace. Another way is within my journal, the Win Your Day journal, I have a section where you celebrate daily wins. They don't have to be big. It might be that you made a promise to yourself to go to the gym and you went to the gym. You didn't feel like it and you completed a session that day. You might have wanted to do an hour but you did 30 minutes. That's something to celebrate because you are focused on progress over perfection. And that's so important. So make sure that you find ways, uh, you devise a strategy where you are focusing more on your strengths. And the last one, which is so important, whether you are in business or whether you are in the corporate space as an introvert, is to build your personal brand. So your personal brand is that which showcases what your values are, 
what you bring to the table, how you make a difference to the world, what people expect when they encounter you, what people should expect when they relate with you, what people should expect when they work with you. This is developing your brand. Having that courageous authenticity, having the patience, the perseverance, and the persistence to develop a personal brand that is so authentic and is you. Building in the fact that you're an introvert and therefore uncompromising. It's a non-negotiable thing. You're not trying to cure yourself of introversion. You're actually trying to showcase that introverts have great qualities that make a difference both in business and in leadership and in any space that you find yourself. But at the same time, you are focused on making sure that you meet your need to recharge, to re, uh, to reinvigorate yourself. So people know that what they see is what they get. You're not trying to be antisocial. You are who you are, right? So building your personal brand is understanding how you want to showcase yourself in the world and making sure that you create a way of distributing that information across the world. If it's in the workplace, your personal brand might be somebody who is known for building deep relationships. That is like creating a personal brand, somebody who is good at mentoring people, your style of leadership. These are the ways that you can create a personal brand, yeah? Stay away from the temptation of being more extroverted to try and sell your brand to others. Your introvert self and what you bring to the world and how you do things is so vital. In the long term, you'll find out that you're avoiding burnout. You're avoiding putting on a mask just to try to belong. And the truth is not everybody would like you. There's a magnetism that will happen. What happens with brands is that they magnetize those who find them relatable and they, 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 they deter those that just cannot stand them. So by building a personal brand, you're actually saying, well, this is how I want to present in the world. And the people that love me, those are the ones that will come closer. So that's it. We've talked about five things. And the five key things that you need to consider when you're talking, when you're thinking about your introvert stress. The first one being knowing what your strengths are. The second being growing, that's those strengths areas without neglecting your weaknesses so that you don't self-sabotage. Then you showcase, you showcase your strengths to the world through thought leadership so that you position yourself. Then we, you devise a strategy that allows you to keep celebrating yourself, that allows you to get comfortable with going out there and talking about the strengths. One way can be making sure that you develop your public speaking skills. So you go out and tell stories and within those stories, you showcase who you are. Then the last one, vitally, bring all this together by building your personal brand. I hope that you found this useful. And I want you to remember that your introvert strengths of deep thinking, listening, introspection and empathy are qualities that are valuable in business and in leadership. They also come in handy in the times when you need to find that space for yourself to do that work on yourself because your strengths are there for you to use on yourself 
as well as used to serve others. So for you, I want you to always tune in to Quietly Confident Introvert for the tips, the insights, the strategies, the stories that you can use to continue to build your introvert strengths. Until next time, I want you to own your strengths, trust your journey, and let your inner introverted leader shine. Take care. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Quietly Confident Introverts. If you found today's discussion valuable, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with others. Your feedback fuels our mission to empower introverted women leaders. Remember, you can also connect with me, Patience Sukumbono, at The Visionary Introverted Woman, where we are dedicated to helping you discover your inner strength and lead with purpose. Stay true to your vision. Embrace your introverted superpowers and let's make a lasting impact together. Until next time, stay confidently introverted.